Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 81 of the talking the line podcast hey thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful thursday of bets now if you haven't looked bit of a light slate today But we still got plenty of lines to talk about and plenty of analysis to dive deep into for you guys today. But but before we do, apologize for a little tongue-tiedness here this morning. If you know the drill, if you don't, you're about to find out. Please, smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube, you might as well go ahead and hit that notification bell as well so you never miss the start of a live show. But if you are listening to the audio version on your favorite podcasting directory, make sure you hit the subscribe button there as well. We always release the audio promptly following the finish of every live show. Next item on the docket, if you could also be so kind, you got a couple extra seconds. Hey, go on ahead, hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating. All that good stuff, we can't tell you guys how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only helps us make Talking the Line Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. And last but not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will find all of the TTL Crew's content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people joining us on today's show, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Sroka, and once again, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day and choosing to come and hang out with the TTL crew, smash in some bets with us here today, and uh, talk a little lines and everything in between. Now, I've said the crew quite a few times here, so uh, might as well make this a full TTL crew with the man sitting to my left, the co-host of the Talking the Line podcast, my partner, who I lock arm in arm with every single day and dive deep into the trenches in the daily battles with the sports books. with, however today, not a very deep battle. We're going to yield our knowledge over to another special guest and, and a very good friend of ours. However, we'll wait to get into that. But for now, let me bring in the Sox fan, the Green Bay Packers fan, the Bulls fan himself, everything in between, ladies and gentlemen. 
the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley Armax Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I'm doing pretty damn solid. Had myself a nice little evening last night, as did the both of us. But uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty damn solid, man. It's, uh, you know, nice little Thursday. Thirsty Thursday, and I'm feeling pretty damn all right. I don't know about you. Uh, thirsty Thursday. See what's on your mind for this afternoon, huh? Ready to rock and roll already? Mm, might need to take a break on that anyways. Uh, but hey, it's Thirsty <laughs> Thursday nonetheless. Hey, either way, if you're enjoying a few brewskis uh, today on Thirsty Thursday, cheers to you. Uh, yeah, you did have... Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Monday and Tuesday, had to enjoy the chorus being in uh, uh, the events being in Coors Field. Took the night off last night and, uh, you know, probably will tonight too. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it's time to bring Who's it around the tracks. Who am I to say what you do with your drinking life? It is not my place anyway. <laughs> However... You said you had one hell of a day yesterday, Mr. Magnuson. You uh, you sure did, kind sir. As did the uh, both of us. We we both did. You blessed us, however, with quite a few plays. Had a four and one day I yourself. Sure I had a three and two day myself. And hey, why just talk about it? Why don't we show it? So live on your screen now, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday's best bets of the day. Here you go. Here you have it. I hope you decided to bet with us yesterday. We had an eight and three day across the board, up four point seven five units. Our mags, obviously, there you go, four and one. The only one he lost was that third quarter over. Uh, we should have known. We had a discrepancy on it. It was all goofy anyway. We should have just uh, scrapped yep, yep, both yep, plays yep. and let him die. But uh, either way, we played him anyway, and. Uh, we also had a same game parlay going in uh, that and my Bobby Portis uh, plus the first half win were the only things to not hit on that same mm. game parlay. So very, very close to hitting that bad boy. But hey, my three and two over there, we cashed a nice plus money yes, parlay. Sir, did. I hope you uh, hit that player performance double. We hit Chris Middleton three plus threes mm -hmm. and the Bucks to win. I also told you yesterday that, uh, hey, I do believe that we'll see Chris Middleton get in the post game interview and... Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are. There you have it. He got the post-game interview. And then uh, the TTL Crew's best bet of the day down there, right next to us, the Bucks minus four and a half. Everybody was back in the Suns plus four and a half. No chance, no shot. We're cashing that one all day long. So once again, I Pulled hope the you guys rolled. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Pull the rabbit out of our hats on that one. Absolutely. Bucks were covering for a total of 17 seconds, at least like 20 seconds total in that game. Yeah, the Suns had a 94, 97% chance yep. to cover with three minutes left in the game, and we still got it, boys and girls. So that's what Get we're talking about. Uh, with all that being said, time to... Uh, Get back to us mainly here on the screen. There goes all of yesterday's best bets of the day. Absolutely terrific day. Uh, nice day to build the bankroll, especially with there not being much action going on here today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you haven't looked, one MLB game on tap here today. The Red Sox hashtag dirty water going against hashtag squad up. The Bronx Bombers, the New York Yankees. Uh, going to be starting this series. However, there was no pitcher announced uh, when we were doing some analysis on it. Mm -hmm. I still don't believe there has been a pitcher announced. My partner's going to check into that as I'm talking to you guys here. And, you know, as smart handicappers, there's no reason to force a play on that. Right. So what are we going to be doing in today's show if we're not... We don't want to force a play on the lone game. Well, you also know that, uh, hey, we're not soccer handicappers. Well, at least when it comes to some of these. I looked through the CONCACAF here today, but 
Didn't see any real solid value. Canada minus one would be interested potentially, but no crazy value I was taking out of those games. And then obviously neither one of us capped tennis worth anything. And nope. we we already gave you our British Open picks yesterday. We've dove into the, the world of MLB. We've gave you every stat trend analysis. If you didn't catch all of that, go back to episode 78. You will find every trend, every stat, every bit of analysis you need to make you a successful better in the second half of the MLB season. But as for today, we are going to dive into the Yankees and Red Sox matchup. But I told you in the intro here, uh, we're not going to be making a pick on anything. We're going to yield to the all-knowing, ever-present, ever-powerful money line dice, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. They're not ready to uh, quite wake up yet here today, so we're going to save them, relax them off uh, off to the side of the production studios here, but they will be giving us their best bets of the night for the uh, Boston Red Sox and New York Yankees matchup. If you needed any more reason to order yourself a set of money line dice, Today is the perfect day to yep. do so. No kidding. Literally could not be a better day. These days are what the dice are made for. So once we get into that segment, everything, I'll let you guys know, as always, how you can get your own set if you want to start rolling along with the crew. Uh, we also had a couple other trends on Monday, as far as the MLB goes, that didn't have a chance to get into. So want to uh, bring you guys a little extra analysis and trends, um, some key straight up ATS and over under numbers that uh, I'll bring you here in the first half of the show. That'll wrap up everything betting portion wise. So that will uh, we'll also look ahead a little bit here going into tomorrow. MLB fully back in session yes, tomorrow, 16 game slate. So it'll be uh, back to business as as usual for the TTL pod. So make sure you tune in definitely for tomorrow's show. Uh, but hey, it wouldn't be an episode of the TTL pod without some rants and reactions and everything in between. We got more than enough banter to dish out today. We're going to be getting into the Olympics. The sports books are starting to open up the betting market. So we got some stuff to dive into there. I have all types of news and stuff to bring you guys and break as far as it comes with the UFC and the world of MMA. You know I'm your guy. And I made you a promise a few short weeks ago, and I'm continuing to deliver the content, ladies and gentlemen. And also, we'll talk a little MLB, a little NBA, a little NHL, even though the season isn't going on. We still got stuff to talk about. So uh, let my partner scroll through the agenda to see what all we have in store, and I'll let your minds wander down those rabbit holes for today's rants and reactions. And then, uh, last but not least, you guys give us your time, your support, your following. So I like to give you a little bit back in uh, return. Colts Motivation Minutes today going to be giving you a message on stopping worrying or stop worrying rather about tomorrow. Uh, let you also think about that and uh, make sure you stick around for the very end of the show. Get you a little extra inspiration to go on and get you through this Thursday and through the wet west the rest of the week. Not west over there. The rest of the week. With all that being said, ladies and gentlemen. Partner, anything you need to drop down before we get right into it? No, sir. I'm about ready to rock. All right. Well, let's rock and roll. Cut all the banter. Stop all the nonsense. Cut the drama that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the TTL pod for the stone cold locks and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. Well, most of the time. Today's episode is going to be a little different. But hopefully we'll still be running tickets to the window with the all-knowing Moneyline Dice. So without further ado, let's get into today's 
first segment of the day, ladies and gentlemen. We are not, as usual, doing Colts Best Bets of the Day or Mag's Best Bets of the Day. We are getting right into the Moneyline Dice Roll of the Day. Oh, baby. And the only selections, the only picks you will find on today's show, well, maybe. We might dish out a few here in the rants and reactions. We'll be talking about the British Open as well, some of our picks and plays uh, there. We might give out some early Olympic plays. Who knows? Maybe some NFL. I don't know. Stick around for the second half. All that's happening here on the first half. Moneyline Dice Roll coming right up. Then we're going to dish out some trends, talk a little bit about the week ahead. So let's get into it. As always, uh, if you don't typically stick around for the Moneyline Dice Roll, I feel sorry for you because these bad boys have been cashing hot. tickets hot lately. A couple of plus money polys, and they're now 34, 33, and 1 on the TTL pod. So, uh, hey, that's why we're letting them decide between this matchup tonight. Well, I've already told you guys what the matchup is. is about 15 times here. So, partner... As I am getting our kind friends, our honorable guests, out ready to get some rollage on, could you be so kind as to uh, let us know who the home team is, who the away team is, uh, what do we got as some lines, any updates on the pitchers, any outstanding storylines we should know about or you think we should know about? And while you're taking care of all that, getting the stage set, if you will, I'll get a nice little uh, side box window opened up here with my newly found producing powers okay so they can check out the money line dice live on their screen while we roll them as well all right that sounds good to me all right my friend i appreciate it and uh, i'll see you and you in just a few minutes all righty so we've got a four game series here between these boston red sox going to be in yankee stadium here we've got eduardo rodriguez confirmed as the red sox starter however it is as my partner mentioned it appears that jordan montgomery is starting for the yankees the odds are out so uh, dollars to donuts is that uh, he's going to be making that start hasn't been quite quite official official yet but nonetheless, we've got Rodriguez on the mound for the Red Sox, six and five record, five five two ERA versus Jordan Montgomery, three and four record, four one six ERA. Betting angles here: the Red Sox are actually coming in as the underdogs, plus one hundred five compared to the Yankees, minus one twenty two, and we've got the over under set at ten runs in this game. Pitchers, uh, you know, having some struggles here. As my partner would say, these guys, uh, at least decent chunks of the season, have been on the struggle bus. Uh, and so on the run line here, we've got the Red Sox plus one and a half at minus 175, while the Yankees minus one and a half is at plus 150. And on the money splits here, I'm not seeing any percentages. However, it does appear that sharp money is coming in on the Red Sox. Uh, and same with the uh, total. Not a ton of money coming in on this game looks like 2.7 thousand bets have been made on this so typically action has the betting splits however for whatever reason they ain't showing up today however as i mentioned we've got a four game set here a little surprised to see the yankees this big of favorites uh they did not have the greatest finish to the uh right before the all-star break uh not bad actually had a couple uh, battles with the astros obviously but the red sox one of the better teams on the road here uh and the yankees barely over 500 at home so you have to think that uh these uh, red sox bats are going to be rested up and traveling well but as my partner mentioned to me this morning one reason you might want to take the yankees is they've been scorching hot versus left-handed pitching and eduardo rodriguez has uh you know kind of been a revolving door for teams that like to hit uh left-handed pitching against the yankees in his career 
few guys that have some nice numbers here. Glaber Torres, Torres in 368 career against Rodriguez, 7 for 19. Uh, Gio Urshela, 6 for 19, 316 average. Luke Voigt, 5 for 13 uh, with a homer. So a couple guys that might have a nice night here. Uh, and D- G- excuse me, DJ LeMahieu, 5 for 16. So, uh, you know, it might be some Yankees that are going to have some big nights. Not going to be uh, at least historically might not be the uh, guys you're expecting Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton. Those guys have actually struggled against Eduardo Rodriguez. But I'm expecting some of these, uh, you know, uh, guys deeper in the lineups here for the Yankees to have some nice, nice at-bats against Eduardo Rodriguez. But uh, I think it might be, uh, you know, kind of a shootout. So, as we like to say, we don't know what the hell is going to go on with this game. So we leave it to the freaking dice. Not the freaking dice. The best dice on the planet, yes, sir. my friend. I will uh, so kindly correct that statement. That the was best it. Dice that on was the a, more of an endearing, endearing freaking the dice. Freaking dice. <laughs> <laughs> Not them freaking dice. The All freaking right. dice. Well, there you see it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we did that to your bookie yesterday. Mm-hmm. Destroyed the absolute mess out of him. Once again, hope that you uh, bet. Uh, laid it on up over to my partner. He slammed it on down for the uh, rest of us here. So we all met you at the pay window last night. But hey, we talked about that enough. Yeah, we did. Let's let the dice have their time. Real quick, it's going to get real wild on the screen right now. Real wild. Everything's going to change. All right, there we go. We're in beautiful standing now. Let me make sure everything is looking well over here. All right. (laughs) Okay, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, live on your screen for the first time on this beautiful July 15th, 2021. Had to make a double check. Just had to make sure. If you didn't check your calendar, now you know too, like me. These days just kind of blend together. All right, sounds good, Matilda. Without further ado, now live on your screen, the honorable guest, the money line dice. Today's money line dice roll of the day is now live. All right, we might have a special guest coming in. Somebody's looking absolutely crazy right now. Hey, be cool. Goodness gracious. I thought she was... Okay, we're good to go. She is not going to be jumping live on the production studios. Hey, we might still have a guest appearance by Miss Matilda, but not quite yet, ladies and gentlemen. So, as my uh, partner... Got the wrong one. Oh, either way. There we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. here, Here we go. Without further ado... You know how we get down. First roll of the day. Home or away die. Are we going with the home team Bronx Bronx Bombers in Yankee Stadium? Are we going to be taking the red stockings on the road? Without further ado, we all find out in three, in two, in one. Red Sox. Away team Red Sox it is. So, first roll of the day. The away team, Boston Red Sox. Now, unofficially, will we be taking the Red Sox plus one and a half, right around minus 175? I do believe I heard you say, partner. Or are we going to take a little bit extra juice plus money, Paulie, on the money line? We all find out in three, in two, in one. Money line. Money Money line. line. It is, ladies and gentlemen. All right. There we are. There you go. There you have it. Now, 
First unofficial pick of the day is the Boston Red Sox money line. Will the dice be doubling down on that pick, telling you this is all you need to take here today? Will they be signaling you to turn your attention to the total of nine and a half runs right now? It was actually 10 when I just looked. It is. Oh, mm-hmm. it has now ticked up to 10 runs. Will they be telling you to look there and giving us a play from that aspect? Are we going to be giving them a little extra screen time here today and giving them an entirely new role altogether once again for the final time? Maybe. We all find out in three, in two, in one. Away money line. A nice little double down for your Thursday evening. I love to see it, Dice. Really thought we might get a re-roll since we got not uh, not a ton going on here. Gotta get the legs. The dice have spoken. If you want a guaranteed take one ticket to the window tonight, no questions, no concerns, no qualms, nothing in between. Lock in right here and right. Now, Boston Red Sox, money line, doubled down by the money line dice. Boy, oh boy, did it feel good to do that, pal. I haven't done that in three days now. Three days now, eh? Well, actually, it's been five because say, we got didn't... Saturday and Sunday, so. Huh? I haven't done it since last Friday. We don't have a show we did, on we Saturday We had the dice on Sunday. Monday. But I didn't do that. Yeah, because it didn't pick your team. Well, that's right. (laughs) Either way, uh, the dice cashed the American League money line, Uh and uh, they didn't go to the total or anything, or did they? No, yeah, we we just just we just rolled the home away. Yeah, because we did. We did. We like the under eleven so much, and and the under eleven cashed. Right, right, right. So the dice are one and zero on this week. They sided with Mister Magnuson in the TTL showdown and cash moneyed. So looking to go 2-0 this week, add to their record, move to 35-33-1 on the TTL pod. I said it a while back ago, and I think it's official. They have chip, 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 chipped away yeah, no at that record, ladies no and gentlemen, kidding. are now above 500 and looking to start making a run here. So yeah, no kidding. if you're not watching live, in case you missed it, you don't see it on your screen, you're listening to some audio of these two two goofballs talking through your uh, device right now. One more time, from our kind friends, the all-knowing, ever-powerful, ever-present Moneyline Dice, lock in right here and now, Boston Red Sox, Moneyline. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, quick update, or quick reminder, rather. Let me set that on next side there for you. If, I said it at the top of the show, dang, that thing looks like it picks up all types of stuff on the It sure does. <laughs> it's, just, it's just all tight. You don't even see that. Like It's just like little little dust follicles. I don't know. Either way, goodness gracious. <laughs> Either way. said it at the top of the show, but if, did you just smell that thing? No, I, it blew off the dust. Oh. <laughs> I saw it out of the corner of my eye. I was it blew like, off what? the dust. So, if you want your own set of money line dice, money line dice or any of the other fire ass merchandise that they have on moneylinedice.com 
We make it super easy for you to get. You don't have to uh, go searching the interweb or f Googling, using the old Google machine and trying to find out the right website that you need to go to. We put the Moneyline Dice website link right in this episode's description, all the way at the bottom. And then, because we like you guys and we appreciate you so much, we're giving you a little additional in between. If you go to checkout, once you get everything in your cart, Enter code TTL10, TTL10 at checkout. You're going to get 10% off your first order at MoneyLineDice.com. Now, in case you didn't hear that offer code or you missed it or whatever the case might be, we put it in this episode's description too. So you know how big of backers we are of the Moneyline Dice. We absolutely love their product. We use it every single day on the show when it actually permits us and we don't have dead time of sports going on. If you did read the title, this is just straight dead time update right now. Uh, they're the perfect commodity, if you will, for this time of the year as well. If you got just one, two games on the slate and you like none of the value, but you still want to have a little bit of juice in there because you're a degenerate just like us, get you some fucking money line dice and start rolling with this, pal. I'm telling you, it changes the game. They got a tracking book so you can keep track of everything and you don't even have to write it all down. Hell, you can, you can keep track of that. You can watch your next UFC fight card and keep track. You can judge the own, your own way of the whole fight. They have a an MMA judge scorekeeping book. They have all types of stuff on there. Just head on over there. I don't need to tell you all about it. You know how much we love it. We have their merch. We have more than just the dice. Go get your own. Enter code TTL10 at checkout. You'll get 10% off your first order. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, you are not going to be disappointed. If you would be, we wouldn't be rolling these damn things every single day on the show. That's how much we love them. So get your own, man. I'm telling you, you're going to love them. You're going to start cashing tickets. And, uh, you can start rolling right along with the Moneyline Dice and the TTL crew. So there you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The Moneyline Dice. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So there we have it. Today's Moneyline Dice roll of the day. Now, get those in there. And make sure we uh, close everything out. Everything looking in good stand and order. Got to put on my producer hat real quick. Get rid of that. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. And, oh, we're live right now. Oh, hey, guys. Um, back on the show, host uh -huh. Colt 45 Sroka is uh, live on your screen again. Here we are. Here we are going. Um, hey, so... That takes care of all the bets. Uh, actually, while we're talking about it, I'll uh, just, uh, well, we're actually going to need to open this up later, but I'm going to hammer in the uh, Red Sox money line sure. while we're talking about it. No question, just to prove to you that I always back the dice. No questions asked. I follow wherever the dice may lead. I uh, I can assure you of that. So uh, real quick, just so I don't forget, Red Sox money line currently plus 102 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. So... Obviously, oh, you're such a good <laughs> Pardon me, excuse me. All right, here we go. So, obviously not a whole lot of other bets, anything else to dive into on that end. Uh, Going to be a bit of a shorter episode on this aspect, first half of the show. Probably a shorter ep 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 episode all in general, uh, just because it is the, uh, it's dead time right mm -hmm. now. Uh, we have, we currently just live through... The uh, I don't want to say the worst three days in sports, but uh, we had some good sports action, but 
just very, very minimal, limited action. And, I would say uh, today might be one of the worst sports days of the yeah. entire calendar. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Like, one, if you're a fan of the All-Star Game, Home Run Derby, you yeah. can fucking, yeah. You can get through it. Yeah. You can absolutely get through it. But, um, yeah, one MLB game, and uh, that's it. honestly, just... With with handicapping MLB now for for a full half of a season and knowing the pitchers and the lineups and everything like the back of our hand, there's it just I don't know where the value is there. The dice mm-hmm. told us Boston Red Sox money line, but I couldn't call it this morning. Right. It was a coin flip to me, a dice roll, if you will. So that's why we went there. But we, uh, we, we will because we would. <laughs> we did absolutely. <laughs> However, uh, didn't want to just leave you guys with that. Um, wanted to give you just a few key trends that I didn't have time to get into here uh, on Monday's show. Actually, as a reminder, hell of a time to remind you guys about that. If you um, want to get more trends, more analysis, more everything about the uh, first half of the MLB season going into the second half of the MLB season, Everything in between, we covered it all in the All-Star Break special edition of the TTL Pod on episode number 78. So that is Monday's episode. Go back to episode number 78. You'll get all of our trends, insights, analysis for the outlook for the second half of the MLB season going forward. Definitely going to help you guys be better betters and make us be better handicappers too. So... Go check that out. But a couple of things I didn't get into because it is a quite windy episode. Mm-hmm. We uh, we spent about an hour, hour and a half right. just on MLB alone. And we typically only take about 45 minutes or so for the betting portion of the show. So that's how you know we dove deep. But a couple things I didn't uh, wasn't able to get to and I really, really think are critical. And I think you guys should know about in at least some capacity at the, at the bare minimum, uh, are some key straight up trends, ATS trends and over under trends. Mm -hmm. So I have them all broke down home away favorites and dogs, and then away and home favorites and underdogs. So all broke down. I'm going to kick things off with straight up trends. Some things that really stick out to me here. I'm just going to run all the way down. We'll then get into ATS and then over under, and then uh, we'll keep moving right along in the first half of the show. So some straight up trends that are very interesting. Away teams, 602 and 743 straight up. So that's pretty pretty typical. You would kind of think that of a standard season. Home team definitely plays a large factor in the MLB. Home teams obviously 743 and 602. For um, favorites, however, 788 and 544. So a pretty large gap there. Favorites are taking care of business, and uh, the books are holding pretty true when they make a team a favorite. Obviously, you flip that for dogs. Underdogs are 544 and 788 so far on the season. Away favorites have actually had some pretty good success as well. 257 and 206. You typically wouldn't think that, but something you might want to look at going forward, some of those away favorites, even though you might think, well, why in the world is this team an underdog? Maybe they're right around this favorite is minus 130, Mm -hmm. minus 140, somewhere in that ballpark. Those teams typically tend to get it done on the road. Away dogs, however, struggling. 338 and 531 straight up for away dogs. Haven't been really able to get the job done on the road when teams have been in the underdog category. As for home favorites, obviously taking care of the job, no problem. 531 and 338, so definitely a good play if you see a solid home favorite. And then home underdogs, actually not doing so well either. 206 and 257. So straight up at least, if you're playing a straight up money line bet, it's pretty uh, interesting that the favorites have 
held really true. Right. You typically tend to think that books like to set you up on a favorite. At mm -hmm. least that's my betting style. And, and I'm learning, actually, even as I'm saying this now, that MLB betting is a lot different than the NFL and C CBB, college basketball, whatever the case might be. Because a lot of those those books try to set you up on the favorite right. to try to get you hammer in a minus seven or a minus eight or whatever the case might be. Right. A big, a big solid favorite, minus 160, minus 170, minus 140, minus 150, that's not really a setup by the right. books. That's pretty doggone true, and you can see it by the straight-up trend so far this season. Yeah, I mean, use that away favorites uh, and couple that with kind of, you know, the individual teams that we went into the other day. Yeah. You know, don't just blindly throw money at away favorites because right. there might be some away teams. Like, I, I could be wrong, but I want to say the Yankees as away favorites. They've got a no bad good. record. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, you see the Yankees and you think, oh, here we go. Yankees on the road. They're going to take care of business. Not so much the case. Whereas a team like the Red Sox, they're one of the best teams on the road in baseball. So that, I would imagine, lies into that trend very well. Right. So another good thing you could couple some of these trends with is TeamRankings.com going right. into MLB and actually breaking down the individual team with these individual categories. Right. So that does it for straight up. <clears throat> Let me get a swig of water here. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's some high quality H2O. <laughs> mm. All right. So right back into it. As far as ATS goes, so we're just straight up talking minus one and a half or plus one and a half, obviously being in the favorite or the dog spot, whatever the case might be. Away teams, ATS, actually surprisingly, just away teams, 796 and 648 so far on the season. Home teams, ATS, obviously you flip it, 648 and 696 ATS. A little bit surprising there that home teams haven't been uh, able to get the job done against the number. Right. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't have initially anticipated that. So a little something to think about there. If a team is very, very good away ATS, those away ATS numbers have been solid so far this right. season. For favorites and for dogs, this one is uh, very critical and something I think you need to take note of because we talked about it on Monday being very, very large favorites of minus 200, minus 230, right. right in there. And it's almost an instant thought in your mind that, well, hell, there's no value there. I got to go to the run line. Mm -hmm. And you hammer in the run line, and then your team, shit, 90% of the time, ends up losing. Right. They don't even win. Fuck's covering the run line. Right. They don't even win. So key trend here with ATS, something I think you need to pay attention to, favorites, ATS, 575 and 769 so far ATS on the season and underdog 769 and 575 ATS. Mm. So that minus one and a half, you really have to be in the right spot. Uh, one thing that I've really learned personally, I don't know about you partner, sure. anything you can add to that, but one thing I've really learned is that minus one and a half, it, when it generally is screaming at you to take the minus one and a half, that is generally the time that you should probably uh, try and find some other value in that game. Right. I mean, again, couple it with the you know the individual teams in certain spots. I mean, sure. you look at a team leading the leading the pack. ATS is the San Francisco Giants, also the best team in the league. So that team, uh, you know, takes care of business when they need to. Whereas some other teams that are you know maybe a little bit above five hundred, they might be you know well under five hundred as far as ATS is concerned because they uh, you know they're just not that good of a team. Right. And uh, you know they just don't get a ton minus one and a half. And like you said, they often lose that game, and it's uh, you know it's a gut punch because you're thinking they're going to win by four or five plus but right. you know that's why uh that's why you got to look deeper absolutely so one final uh trend here positioning uh, a group of 
teams, however you want to say it for ATS, the away side of things for favorites and for underdogs. Away favorites, 204, 277, and 0. Away dogs, 492, 371, and 0. Hmm. So once again, pointing to that favorites really have not been able to get the job done. It's not as steep as some of what we saw in uh, the straight up trends with the underdogs, but it's still pretty doggone prominent. 204 and 277 for away favorites. But let's take a look at home, the home side of things of that split. Home favorites, 371 and 492. Mm-hmm. So we're talking 121 more losses as home favorites. That is pretty doggone staggering. Right. You would think that a home team would be able to cover their run line no problem most of the time. Mm-hmm. Not the case. You need to look a lot deeper when you're looking into those things. And home underdogs. 277 and 204. Uh, obviously, you flip that from uh, away dogs, but or, or uh, home favorites. I apologize, but yeah, home dogs 277 and 204. So if you get into those good spots, I know sometimes it's not the most valuable, so you got to pick the right spots to play it. Uh, very valuable team on the plus one and a half. Actually, we'll see what happens here with that pitching staff and with that offense. Most importantly. So the D- Detroit Tigers, mm-hmm. uh, they started to pick things up not only on the money line, but definitely plus one and a half. Sure. Sometimes you want to stay away when it's the minus 170, minus 180. But hey, it's all about making money in this racket. Right. And if it's a very good, valuable play, I suggest you take a look at the plus mm-hmm. one and a half anywhere, especially if you're getting plus money on a plus one oh, and a half. Um, question it because obviously it's going to be a little bit riskier, but definitely couple some of these trends into it and uh, use team rankings and anywhere else you can find some ATS trends with that particular team you're trying to back on the plus one and a half run line. Yeah, I mean, you think about a team like the Baltimore Orioles, you say, oh, they're terrible. They're one of the worst teams in the league. They've got a plus 500 or over 500 record as an away dog ATS, 23 and 21. And as my partner mentioned, often more times than not, you're going to see that at a pretty decent price. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying to hammer the Baltimore Orioles every single game necessarily by any means, but, you know, they're not as fatal. Uh, yeah, they're not as fatal as a team as you would expect, at least on the run line. Yeah. I wouldn't, I, yeah, I definitely wouldn't uh, advise backing the uh, Baltimore Orioles right. against the run line. I do feel that maybe some of that 23 and 21 is a little bit of the early season success they had in that underdog spot. They were huge underdogs and they came out busting out of the gates, winning That's games fair. left and right. And then they've really, really, really regressed to the mean over the course of the last few weeks. But hey, I haven't, uh, I haven't been backing them very too much. So I don't know. I've gotten bitten on the ass on the opposite end, if I'm being totally honest. So, so maybe also, it might be my own bias. I don't know. Could also be that case uh just whenever you decide to fade the orioles they uh cover that plus one and a half and you take them on the minus one and a half so little uh little things we're looking to correct and uh little things we're looking to do so uh there does it for the ats trends i think you should take note of and then for some over under trends you always love to play a good total so why not we got non-extra inning games we have seen 574 overs and 588 under so not much of a disparaging look there you can't really make a whole much of it what i've really found is that it the weather matters Mm -hmm. hugely pitching matchups hugely injuries obviously um injuries don't play as big of a factor in mlb as a lot of other sports but it does loom large sometimes uh bullpen is very very important when you want to look at a total if that starter if you love the starter what the hell is that bullpen going to do for him once he goes out in the fifth sixth or seventh Mm -hmm. inning uh those are some really key things to look at i have been more of an under guy this year 
honestly, but you got to find the right spot for those overs because those overs can be really, really profitable because of that number you're seeing on mm-hmm. unders. You might get a minus 106, a minus 104 on an over when typically you would get it right at minus 110 or worse. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, I know a lot of people like to stick to either certain ballparks or certain teams within their own ballpark. Like, I mean, you, you we've talked about it the other day. The New York Mets, when they're at home, their pitchers are lights out. They're 12 and 27 and one to the over at home. So, you know, that's an under team mm. far and away. Same thing with the Nats. They just, uh, you know, they their pitchers elevate when they're at home and their offense, for whatever reason, doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't perform as well as you would expect. They're 13 and 33 to the over at home. So, you know, certain ballparks, obviously bigger, smaller. And, you know, we talked about it the other day, just because Coors Field is, uh, you know, Coors Field, the ball is flying out of there. It does not mean that the over is hitting every single time. They've been an under, te- under team at home all season long, 21 and 25 to the over. So, yeah, that's spot on. Absolutely. And, well, not that it really matters because no one can ever predict when it's going to be an extra inning game. Anything right. can happen in the game of baseball, a game so beautiful it has to be played on diamonds. But might as well cover it too. Extra inning games. We've seen 75 overs and 51 unders in the grand total. 126 extra inning games so far in this uh, MLB season. You know, me and Mags are still waiting for that game where it's tied 1-1 or 2-2. And we have a back and forth away run, home run, away run, home run, away run, home run. I can't say that back and forth. (laughs) Try and go ahead and say it right now. If you think I'm messing around, it's a hell of a tongue twister. However, it'll just continue to do that until the over hits. And then the, finally the home team walks it off or the away team finishes it. But for a good 10th, 11th, 12th, maybe 13th inning. (laughs) And it just continues to pile up until that over hits. We're still waiting for that to happen, but it does look like uh, it has been pretty consistent. Teams will, because I've seen that the key numbers of the totals, those unders are only going under by a run or two Mm -hmm. runs. Like it's not, they're staying under by a million. It's just been really, really doggone tight. And the Mm -hmm. books have been really, really good at rating the, uh, the games and where they think the runs are going to be at. So if it does go into extras, though, it seems a pretty safe bet uh, that you're going to go over. So fingers crossed, if you got one of them over tickets and you're only down by a run or two, let's get into extra innings here, boys. That's yep. what you want to be thinking. Overall, all games combined, 649 overs and 639 unders. Mm-hmm. So pretty much 50-50 split. That's a tough market. If you need to, t- yeah, that is exactly what That's I was going to say. If you needed any reason to uh, stay away from that tough-ass market of the over-under uh, trends, the over-under markets in the MLB, there you go. There you have it. 649 and 639 over-under so far on the season. So... I don't know. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll choose to uh, stay a little bit away from those bad boys. Maybe that's not where the value is. Obviously, yeah. looking ahead so far this season, Mags is already hammering one in later. No, no. <laughs> I was basically agreeing too. I mean, we have stayed away from them for the most part, yeah, at least part. as far as our favorite bets. Sometimes, so. sometimes I'll find a really, really valuable mm-hmm. one, and any that I have put on the pod, they have been pretty doggone consistent. Sure. Outside of that no clue what's mm-hmm. going on. Uh, so there you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is. The few MLB trends I wanted to give you just straight up ATS and over-under. Some things to look at going into the second half of the MLB season. One more reminder, if you needed more information, you want more trends, you don't want to go scouring the internet looking for it, we deliver it right to you. 
Go back to Monday's episode, episode number 78. Mr. Shohei Otani is right on the cover, so you can't miss it. Hit that bad boy. Watch on through. The first about hour and a half is nothing but MLB stats, trends, analysis, insights, and everything in between. So make sure you go check that bad boy out. Outside of that, unless you got anything you need to bet on, partner, that about does it for my first half of the show. Yeah, you know, I've got uh, Joey Chestnut doing some uh, clam meeting competitions tonight. No, okay. I, I'm just kidding. All I have right. no idea. I don't think that's happening. Any over-under on that bad boy? You know, I don't even know why I said clams. I can't eat shellfish. Otherwise, I'd have my own opinions on how much I could eat this and that. But Clams? I could take down. Now, shrimpies. Oh, boy. Shrimpies? Oh, boy. You, you stick me in a red lobster during all-you-can-eat shrimp season, <laughs> you might as well pack a fucking hand truck with you as well because you're going to need it to get me out of that place i'm going to gain at least 70 pounds and myself because i'm allergic so we would be uh, so you yeah, just yeah, be blown yeah, up yeah, into yep. a balloon correct and, oh, okay so there you go bring two hand trucks just yep. in case he comes with me or you find him along uh at a red lobster during uh all you can eat shrimp season <laughs> you never know what rabbit holes you're going to get into here at the dto pod uh but that does it Ladies and gentlemen, for the first half of the day's show, uh, we hate it as much as you do. We're degenerates. We want bets. We want to uh, have stuff out there. We still got a little bit to talk about here uh, as far as bets and some updates coming in the uh, second half of the show here today. So if you are sticking around for that, coming right up. But if you're headed out of here, you just stuck around, wanted to see the money line dice roll, get a few extra MLB trends, stuff like that. You're headed out of here. Have a spectacular rest of your Thursday, unless you have other plans, my friends. We will uh, see you back on tomorrow's show because that's when the real action kicks back off again. The second half of the MLB season is back underway, and we are putting the money train firmly back on the tracks, stoking the fire and steaming down towards Money Train Mountain. You best believe it. We might make a pit stop or two on Bankroll Builder Lane. Who knows? Who knows what happens, but I'm telling you, we're leaving the station, mm-hmm. and y'all best get on the tracks with us tomorrow. Even if you make it on the caboose, just make sure you're on the damn train because the money train is leaving the station, ladies and gentlemen. So if you are really out of here, have a spectacular rest of your Thursday once again, and uh, we'll see you on Around the Corner for tomorrow's show because you know the drill. We need your help bankrupting these sports books one play at a time. So peace and love. We'll see y'all later. But for those of you sticking around for the second half of the show, it is almost time to get into the hot takes, to deliver the nitty gritty, to discuss things that few sports media outlets are allowed to because of FCC regulations. Is that true? But you will find none of that here because we make up whatever the hell we want and we talk about whatever we damn well please. So without further ado, it's time to get into the second half of episode number 81 of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful July 15th, 2021, this Thursday of bets. Let's get into today's rants and reactions. All right, drop it down into first gear, make it a little less dramatic, kick it on back, <laughs> and let's talk some shit. Partner, how you doing over there, sir? Ready for the uh, second half of today's show or what? I'm ready for the second half of today's show. I'm ready for the second half of MLB season. I'm Ooh. ready for, uh, you know, the first half of all of our favorite sports to come around the corner here. 
Sick nasty. That's some good stuff right there. Sick nasty. A uh, couple of things that I won't announce this one yet because uh, I want to look into this and have some yeah, stuff yeah, we yeah, can yeah, talk yeah. about. Yeah, I wasn't going to do that. I won't announce this one yet. Um, so you'll know once I announce the first one <laughs> about this second one. Uh, new partner. I would love to announce, um, have tried a few of their products in the past and I've absolutely loved them. I actually, um, have some ordered and some on the way to, uh, get it back in the system, get it trying again. Uh, cause I really, really liked it when I was super duper active. Yeah. Uh, anybody that knows me, uh, working out and exercising, that is part of my routine, part of my regimen. Well, since COVID, uh, it really took a toll on me. I wasn't able to find really a good local gym, anything like that. And finally starting to be able to get back into it uh, a year later. Holy sure, shit, sure, sure. was that a long break. And I really loved Rogue Energy's products. Mm-hmm. I've always loved Rogue's products in general, their weightlifting products, their apparel, um, all of their equipment, everything like that. But their Rogue Energy products are actually really, really doggone good. Now, i um, going to order a few of these, and I'll have some to be able to show on the show here shortly and everything. But we are now our official uh, proud partner of Rogue Energy. So you can go on to uh, RogueEnergy.com, and you will be able to enter code, the same code we have across everywhere, code TTL10, TTL10. And once again, you'll get 10% off your first order on uh, RogueEnergy.com. So I uh, want to bring a few of their products. I'll probably, you'll probably see me start drinking it too on the side after I'm done with uh, my daily cup of Joe. So uh, just wanted to do a nice little mixture there. Yeah, no? we're not doing no? that shit. Okay, okay. I'm good or uh, I'm mean, <laughs> All right, guys, how are we doing today? No, we, we don't need that action. <laughs> yes, disconnected and now it's uh, back back connected. So I do believe everything's okay. I'm not not too entirely certain, but I, I believe we are still live here on YouTube. I believe everything's okay. Uh, however... With all that being said, we are a uh, official proud partner of uh, Rogue Energy. So use code TTL10 uh, on your next Rogue order. You get 10% off. There you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We wanted to mention that. And uh, yeah, we got another one that just came through. Uh, we are more on the way. We are in business. So uh, just steadily, steadily growing, steadily uh, partnering, bringing you guys newer, bigger, better stuff. And uh, oh, before I get by it. That website looks pretty fucking cool. Oh, baby. That website is almost about done. Alrighty. Oh, man. Um, I'm ready for it. Let me tell you guys, it has been a grind. It has been uh, an undertaking and a half, but it has been such an opportunity to be able to learn all of this stuff and build this website, the Talking the Line Sports Media website. Very, 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 very close to being dropped. I do believe next week it will be available for your viewing. Maybe not the start of next week, right around the middle. I'm thinking we should be good to rock and roll. But uh, don't hold me to anything. I will tell you for sure. But, uh, oh, it's looking good. It's looking good. It's looking it's good, ladies good. and gentlemen. So there's your update there. Let's uh, get to ranting and reacting, give you guys some updates and stuff you need to know about or maybe didn't know about and you're about to find out now. Uh, first things first, Olympics back in action. Coming uh, soon. Coming soon, right around the corner. It might even be like next Friday. Yeah, it's the 24th or somewhere around there, I do believe. Some, I, saw, I saw like eight days, but I could be wrong on that. Well, a couple things we need to uh, visit here okay. for the Olympics. We will uh, visit these betting markets, of course. No no questions asked. Let me get the little face ID there for the old uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. But 
we got some issues, uh, Team USA basketball here. Maybe not going to hurt him too bad. Maybe it's not going to be anything lingering. But uh, Bradley Beal has entered COVID-19 protocols for Team USA. It's not really clear what all's going on. If he will be out, if anybody's been in more contact, it's really, really, really mucky right now. But we should know soon, hopefully by Tuesday, I believe, if he's going to be cool, good, what Mm -hmm. the hell's going on. I think he has to quarantine for that five-day period or whatever the heck it's going to be. And I believe Tuesday is when we should find out some more. Okay. Well, I did a little bit more digging and found out that Tokyo's COVID-19, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news because we're starting to thrive here in the USA and starting to come back, and I don't want to jinx the shit out of that with another crazy variant Mm -hmm. coming out of nowhere. Um, But that all being said, Tokyo's COVID-19 rate right now is at a six-month high. And I know that's not funny. I shouldn't be laughing about it. I got COVID. I survived through it. Um, totally blessed that that happened and had no problems, but six month high and we are about a week away from the Olympics. What the fuck are we talking about? Now we have USA, uh, team members, not even team USA basketball, maybe outside of that now potentially could be having to enter COVID-19 protocols. Who knows how many other nations are involved in this? Does this become a thing? Do they have to lock down Tokyo again? Are we going to see a bubble in Tokyo? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I mean, what? They've got some more restrictions. They are a lot more closed down than we are, so they are trying to handle that shit. I don't know wow. if they would have done that. I mean, we're not going to get into too far of that type of stuff, but uh, I don't know if they're closing things down so they can power through with the Olympics or be- or if they would have done that regardless. I don't know, but, uh, you know, there ain't going to be any fans there, so I imagine they seem okay with, uh, you know, going no fans and just, you know, having these athletes hopefully not going out around the town. I would imagine they would not want to do any of that. No, I think there's like a full bubble, a full deal that they got going on. Like, I know who is currently playing for the Bucks and Suns. There's two players playing for the Bucks and Suns that are on Team USA. And as soon as the finals get over, they are to basically report, fly right to China, quarantine for X amount of days, and then they can join Team USA. I don't... Yeah, that's on me. I should know who the hell. I shouldn't be talking about things. I don't know who the hell it is, and I, I can't remember who I heard it was. But that's yeah. They got like kind of a bubble deal going on where it might be like Team USA Select Team, which is like their B squad, basically not like not their actual like if they could have their best possible B squad, but they have like a basically like an alternate squad that like scrimmages with Team USA. I don't know. This I, and that. Either so way, it might be one of those guys. Either way, I just know that there's two guys right. from Team USA. I just, I'm not sure who the hell it is, but anyways. Yeah, so they have all that and hopefully the Olympics still happen here. Um, mm-hmm. We are still kind of looking forward to it because I was perusing FanDuel Sportsbook this morning and I said, hmm, Olympics, you know, last time I looked, didn't really seem all too interesting. Hit that bad boy this morning. And boy, oh boy, do we have some markets, ladies and gentlemen. They're flooding in. Uh, We're obviously, apparently, holy hell, going to be able to bet our degenerate hearts out Mm -hmm. on the Olympics. We got men's baseball, women's softball, basketball of the men and women variety, also of the men and women three by three variety. We have men and women's golf. We have men and women's rugby sevens. We have surfing of both the men and women's variety, track and field, and when it comes to track and field, we have both men's and women's 100-meter, 200-meter, and 400-meter hurdles. We got men and women volleyball, and we got men and women water polo. Now, 
Do I know a hot damn thing about men or women water polo? Do I have the slightest huckin' clue about men's or women's surfing? Not a fucking chance. I live in the middle of Illinois. The last time I saw an ocean was probably 10 fucking years ago. <laughs> but I'm going to be hammering in Team okay. USA, baby. All right. I don't know exactly what's all going on. They are starting to open up now a few spots. Uh, you won't be able, like, you won't see some things. Like, certain things haven't opened all the way up. Or, like, certain pages aren't all the way fully good to go. But they also do have men and women's handball, if I didn't mention I'm a big, that. I'm a, I shouldn't say big fan. I do enjoy men's handball. Yes, yeah, so, and women's handball. So, you them. can go into futures, and mostly everything will be available as far as FanDuel Sportsbook goes. Uh, you can break down men's and women's events, but for the men and women's events, well, actually, damn, they're starting to update it as I'm talking. So um, they're starting to do track and field and also swimming for the men's events um, that are the most popular. And then men's handball is also available under men's events. But if you want some of the different ones I talked about, like surfing, holy shit, I kind of want to bet on surfing. I want to ha- I want to have a sweat while some guys are yeah. ripping some nardar, bro. <laughs> I'm trying to have some of that action, too. I so, uh I need some uh, some beach volleyball. I'm always a big beach volleyball fan, men's and women's for the Olympics. So what uh, what's depressing the shit out of me though mm-hmm. is that you click on men's men's surfing here, and hey, we're we're back in USA. I ain't backing nobody else in the damn Olympics. I don't care. Even if I'm doing a little sprinkle, I'm back right. in USA. Well, you got to do about ten scrolls to find Kaloe and Dino at plus twenty nine hundred odds for the USA, and one of the only USA members. You got to go even below that to find John John Florence for Team USA at plus 600. Now, why he's all the way below there and plus 600, I have no idea. But interesting. Maybe John John Florence is worth a little bit of a sprinkle in men's surfing. John John. For Summer Olympics 2021. You heard it here first. Who the hell knows? I don't know. Kolohe and Dino definitely sounds more like a surfing type to me. Um, so my expert analysis on surfing is bet on guys that sound Hawaiian. No, don't, not actually, not actually. Okay. Hey, either way. <laughs> either way. The more Hawaiian, I mean, look at, uh, you know, to get uh, real stereotypical with names, look at the Italian soccer team and all the Italian sounding names they had. They crushed it. Hey, I'm going to walk you out of this rabbit hole before you get too deep into that <laughs> rabbit hole. We're going to go into uh, some other Olympics before going. you have to uh, walk out of that bowl in the China shop. Uh, we got I, the also what I'm really interested in, and <clears throat> because I don't know if there's going to be any, um, any value outside of the USA uh, medal winners right now. Team USA is the most gold medals right now at minus 750. Like, it's not even a a joke. Like, China and Japan are the next closest, plus 470, and I think they're just being nice because it's in Japan, plus 2200 is the next closest. Everything else, I mean, is plus 4,000 or above. There's, There's nobody even close, so... I don't know most medals in general, USA minus 2,000. Mm-hmm. Um, so what it's seeming like to me, partner, if I were a betting man, which I am, holy hell in a handbasket, USA's gold medal totals is at 43 and a half. The next closest is China at 36 and a half. Okay. Everybody under that is below 20 or less. And you know what I like to say? It's more on the or less side of things. Mm -hmm. Incredibly or less side of things. So it looks like old USA is set for dominance 
in the Summer Olympics of 2021. I mean, I feel pretty unpatriotic if I didn't hammer the over on the Olympic uh, or the, on the U.S. gold medal total. I You're would... getting it minus 114, minus 114 Hopefully for both trap, sides. Though. They're like, oh, these patriot got, patriotic sons of bitches are going to hammer First this over, no question. The Olympics, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it definitely does. Especially FanDuel's uh, sportsbook director. I don't think he's American. I don't think so. No. Well, he could be trying to set us uh, our patriotic ass <laughs> is up who knows what the hell's going on setting everything high and far and long so we'll dump boatloads of money into it and this is the worst usa olympic season in history but am i gonna hammer the under fuck no no not a chance no question not possible uh but yeah a lot of actually in track and field there's a lot of great odds on uh team usa athletes uh definitely going to be some plays and uh we were trying to set it up today for the british open to have the british open live streaming during the show we could possibly rip in some props and stuff like that while you guys are watching the show but a few minor technical difficulties some other things we want to find out be able to do we don't want to have it cause any issues with the stream obviously mm. so that's first and foremost to have us live and in prime time being able to talk to you guys so as long as it doesn't do that we're going to test some stuff out today see if it uh it is able to do impossible so maybe uh during the olympics we'll have some olympic stuff going on we'll be able to throw out some live bets as the stuff's happening so uh, yeah, because I'm excited for Olympic golf, man. John Rahm is the odds-on favorite for uh, the gold medal in golf. Really? Yeah. Out of Spain, huh? Uh-huh. Got a... I don't know if the field has been made official. I would imagine so if they got the odds on it for it. Sure. Well, hey, that about does it for all I wanted to say for the Olympics. I uh, wanted to kind of give that COVID update. Uh, mm-hmm. Fingers crossed, putting some good energy out there that there mm-hmm. are no issues with that nonsense. And then uh, we will have, uh, obviously, some pretty damn good betting markets to bet on. Yes, so sir. there you go. There you have it. Let's keep it moving, ladies and gentlemen, into the second bit of information here. Bit of uh, ranting we need to do. Maybe just uh, updating we need to do. Partner. I appreciate you always taking care of this for me. Uh, British Open currently going on. The players are teeing off at 4 o'clock their time, which just seems really late for some reason to me. I don't know why. Maybe I'm off the shits. Who knows? But either way, uh, could you update us as to what's going on over yonder in Sandwich United Kingdom? Uh, yes, sir, I can. And I know you're going to be happy to hear it, but Louis Oosthuizen and is the leader in the, uh, I shouldn't say the leader in the clubhouse, the first round leader at, to minus six right now. The man Jordan Spieth not too far behind at five under. Uh, who else did you have? Remind me. Also had JT, but he's second of that one. Say that again. Justin Thomas. Okay. Uh, you had some uh, Morikawa action, correct? Did have Morikawa action he, as well. He's at two under through thirteen. A lot of people were poo pooing that guy. I yeah, was uh, a little really nervous were. for you, at, and but their analysis was mostly like, oh, and he admitted that he just hadn't played too much links golf, and that was mostly their analysis. But it's like, hey, I mean, hey, the guy can cares? get it done. Brooks Kepka, one under, so uh, you know, not uh, not too far, not out of shouting distance. Where's old Deschamps at? Oh, our man DeChambeau. We might have some live updates tomorrow on our uh, DeChambeau to miss the cut. He is at one over, tied for 74th. Uh, actually tied with John Rahm, the odds-on favorite. Tough wow. day for John Rahm. But wow. uh, I'm searching for my man Rory McIlroy, and I'm having some trouble finding him. But uh, we might have some live, uh, as you said, we might not be able to watch it, but we might have some live updates on our uh, Bryson to miss the cut action. Yeah. Phil Mickelson, four we'll over we'll through eight sure. holes. He uh, did not look good in the match there uh, nah. last week or so. Not great. Not great by any stretch of the word, for sure. I'm struggling to find my man, Rory. Okay, Rory is one over. 
Glorious. One over through six. One over through six. So okay. not uh, not sweating that quite yet. All right. He's All got right. plenty. I know your I know your guys teed off uh, here this morning. A lot of my guys teed off uh, late last late night. Last or, night or, or case early might be, or actually them. yeah early for them. So hey. My man Louie, I told you guys, he's been sneaky coming off of like five tournaments rest, I do believe it was. I mean, he has a shot if he can uh, hold this through the weekend, which classic Louie, but he's also finished second uh, in four out of his last five tournaments he's played in, I do believe, or three out of four. Either way, I'm, hey, let's go Oostazen, baby. One guy that always, always, somehow, he's so damn good. But somehow he flies under the radar as far as, as far as favoritism, as far as people picking him. Justin Rose, three under uh, through his entire round. That guy, that guy. whenever you least expect it, he comes out and looks like the best damn golfer in the world. And I don't know that why he true. doesn't get enough love. That is true. <laughs> At, well, because that's it's just every once in a while yeah, he shows up, you. comes out of nowhere. And I told you, it's uh, you know going to be uh, probably one of these European guys that, uh, you know, or at least a lot of them up in the top ten because they're more familiar with this style of play. So. Absolutely. So... There you go. I'm bummed I didn't have action on him now. <laughs> well, uh, either way, we... Uh, so it seems like a prime example of a day either way, that we're he, not, uh, comes uh, out. Yeah, either way, we're not looking too doggone bad here no. overall no. across the board. Our bets are looking pretty doggone sweet, so hope you uh, listened in yesterday for some of those early British Open picks. We had plenty of them coming at you, and uh, my best bet, actually, Louis Oosthuizen, we got him at plus 3,000 odds on the outright winner. Ladies and gentlemen, he is already down to plus 480 mm -hmm. as the outright winner of the British Open. So, hey, I hope you locked that bad boy in early because I think we cash it. I think we cash it. You think so, huh? Jordan Spieth up there, plus 400. He was dropping some putts in there today. If he's got that thing rocking all weekend, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a smooth walk for him, possibly. Keywords in that sentence, if all weekend. Well, I didn't so, bet on him, so yeah, I don't. Neither did I, so hell yeah. So, uh, Justin Rose now at plus 3,300. Uh, who knows? Either I'm not way. Saying, but, uh, you know. Either way, there you go for today's British Open update. We'll update you tomorrow and might even have some live updates during the show or maybe even some side props we might dish out. I saw they are back to going hole-by-hole hole betting. It's a little rough when you can't watch the guys play to bet that, but hey, most definitely might get wild. Who the hell knows? Either way, keep this show steaming down the tracks. With the next portion, get into... uh. The eight-sided circle, UFC, the world of MMA, everything in relation to the sport that a lot of people are saying should be canceled, are saying should be taken off of the networks. This is brutal. This is ridiculous. And I say to them, go pound some sand. We don't need your opinions around here. This is one of the best sports there is. This is the best sport on the planet. I am sorry. I am a lover of NFL to my death, but UFC is currently the best sport on the planet. There is no sport growing like them. There is no sport that has a fan base growing like them. There is no sport that allows you to get locked in the cage with another human being and do whatever you want besides kick that man in the nuts or maybe kick him in the... It's one of the only things you can't do, actually. Or kick him in the forehead <laughs> while he has three points of contact down on the mat. Very few things that you can't do in that octagon. Either way, it it's the best sport out there. And at the end of the day, after those two guys beat the absolute piss out of each other, they give each other hugs and they bow to each other. And it's nothing but all discipline, attitude, and respect. That is the three pillars of the martial arts. With all that being said, I wanted to get that out because I saw a few fellas out there today trashing out some <laughs> UFC and you should pound sand and hey, 
maybe learn a little bit about the sport before you just comment on one clip of Dustin Poirier throwing some elbows on Conor McGregor that really weren't the best contact elbows I've ever seen in my years of watching UFC. They weren't that good. They caught him on his mushroom ears and that, that, that was about it. They weren't slicing hard. They were nice elbows, but either way, off that soapbox. People were like calling for it to... Oh, yeah, saying that was just so brutal and this and that and this needs to be taken off networks and blah, blah. I saw, I, I saw one guy and, you know, fucking Twitter. You got to click on it and see what the thread's mm-hmm. about. And then the thread's just a whole rabbit hole and a half. And I'm okay, I got to get out of this before I just start throwing shots at people right now. <laughs> Let me backtrack out of here uh, and say it on the pod live so you can see my face and I'm not actually some uh, avatar hiding my face and have to uh, type it out. I'm here, baby. Uh, but speaking of Poirier and McGregor, off of that soapbox got some updates i watched the it came out a few days ago but i watched the laura sanko and john kavanaugh interview uh yesterday for in full and if you don't know who john kavanaugh is john kavanaugh is conor mcgregor's head coach and now you might think he's backtracking and trying to make excuses and all this stuff and that's not how the interview is at all i suggest and i highly recommend you go and watch the interview it's very 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 informative but in a brief synopsis, paraphrasing, something happened to Connor during training, uh, during a sparring session, and something happened to that tibia. Now, whether it was actually broken or if it was just something, he went and got it scanned by one of the, the best doctors for athletes in LA. Um, he's an orthopedic surgeon. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. However, they did an MRI on him, and the way Kavanaugh broke it down, he said, You know, looking at an MRI, everybody thinks it's perfect. Like you see everything, everything's there, but it's actually kind of like looking at an engine. Like even the best mechanic sometimes can't even tell you what's going on with your engine. And basically the doctor told him like, there could be something there from what all you're describing. I think there's something there, but I really don't know. So leads me to my next point. If you watched any of the embeddeds or any of the UFC countdown, anything like that, there was a lot less notorious than there typically is. Now, don't get me wrong. He was on there, but typically the shows are built all around him. And then you see a sprinkling of maybe one or two of the other fighters on the card. This time around, it was just like he was another fighter. So Kavanaugh actually broke that down too. And they were keeping all this very close to the chest. Uh, they started filming, obviously, the countdown and embedded about a month, few weeks out. And uh, they were keeping all of this close. That's why Connor was not really... A- appearing that much and I had actually questioned that in my head I didn't think much about it but I was like damn it just doesn't seem like Connor's as big of a star in this as he typically is this is kind of bizarre so that was on purpose by that team so there was some sort of a lingering issue well then you fast forward to the fight and the kick that Dustin said he checked that it broke that it originally broke on or whatever happened, it did not happen on that. Mm-hmm. You can go back and watch that. Dustin does point down at his leg like, hey, I know that fucking hurts you, but it's not that. You you can definitely tell Connor is still okay in that moment. Fast forward to when the ankle actually breaks, about five, 10 seconds before that, Connor throws a leg kick, and this is where it happens. You can see a little bit of flex in his lower leg, and his lower leg, Almost kind of like how you saw with Chris Weidman and Anderson Silva. Kind of wraps around just barely around the back of his leg. And you just, ooh, in slow motion, you're like, that's not right. And in slow motion, fast motion, you know, you're, you're, there's nothing on your face. You're fighting. You're going. You can see the slightest wince when he comes back on that. 
After that, he throws a teep kick. And now I explained to you guys on Monday, a teep kick is a front kick. Now there's two ways to throw it. You can throw it Taekwondo style and flip it up, or you can throw it the typical Muay Thai way and more of a stab. So you pick your whole hip up, leg and knee come up, and then you throw out the kick and bring it back down. Well, he threw the karate style, which is more of a flick up of the toe and you want to kind of stick it right into the liver area. Well, going against a southpaw, that's a great freaking idea because the liver's right there. They're turned out. That is a very smart game plan. Well, Connor hit the elbow, flicking it up instead of sticking and jabbing. That's where it initially happened. That hairline fracture, if you will, that was there got worse. He turns to rotate to throw the punch, snaps the whole damn thing in half, and then you see him switch his stance, and when he switches his stance... That's the video and that's the snap of everything mm -hmm. we've seen. So all of that being said, there is so much more to uh, what happened in that cage. And it was a full breakdown. I highly suggest you go check out that interview if you want more than just kind of my paraphrasing. That interview between Laura Senko and John Kavanaugh, amazing interview. Had so much, so much good information from Kavanaugh. So was there a deep enough concern going into it or was it they did they really think it was totally fine going into it no there was a concern there was a for sure concern so then why is connor talking like i'm gonna you're gonna be leaving on a stretcher i'm gonna kill you why is he going that deep into it that's why that's that's what a lot of people don't understand about connor mcgregor that's all fake that's for his mentality that's for him to try and get into the head of his opponent and for his mentality he doesn't really want to kill dustin i know he doesn't actually he want to kill him well there's, but other things that he says. Everything that McGregor says is all a facade. It's not. It's not. We saw him with his son in Abu Dhabi. Like, that's the real Conor McGregor. But in order to access himself and what he needs, in order to feel right in the eight-sided circle, he has to talk shit about his opponent's wife. He has to go into these places where a lot of people don't go. And yes, that causes a lot of fucking issues and a lot of problems. But. Yeah, probably Connor knew that, and he's like, I need to say everything I possibly can to get in this man's head. I'm going to take it to an entirely new level. Now, do I think that's where his head was at? Somewhat, but hell, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe they did play it a little little down more than they thought. Maybe they were playing it way down, and it was way worse than they anybody anticipated. Yeah, I, don't I, I don't know. What I do know, and even Kavanaugh said that he's not. This is not an excuse. This is this is the the irony of the sport: the highs and lows. It's the highest highs, the lowest lows. Everybody knows that if you watch fighting, that's that's the game. If you're a fighter, you know that's the game. But and he's like, I'm not making an excuse. It's nothing like that at all. But uh, there was definitely something there. And you know, a young 32 year old Conor McGregor, now 33, just turned 33. Um, and healthy, fit as a fiddle, good to go, would just step in the in the cage and randomly break his ankle after having no issues or problems before. Just kind of a little weird. Just something to think about. Hey, I'm not defending McGregor. I'm not saying I love Poirier either. I love both of them as fighters. I think they're both amazing guys, and I think they should continue to have spots, both of them, on the UFC roster. But maybe a little more something there than we all knew about. Possibly. Possibly. However, let's keep it rolling. Uh, hey, quick reminder that uh tomorrow start of ransom reactions ufc fight night 
Makachev versus Moises. I want to make sure I said Makachev right. Makachev versus Moises is on Saturday. So if you are a fan of the TTL pod, you know what we do on Fridays to kick off the Ransom Reactions. But if you haven't been here before, we're going to be breaking down the full fight card. We're going to give you our best bets, some of the props, and then I will also give you my main card parlay. So we got plenty of action to get into for the upcoming fight night. But then uh, looking forward just a bit, if you will, come on along with me here. Next fight card up is on July the 24th. Correct. And we finally have the rescheduling of Corey Sandhagen and TJ uh-huh. Dillashaw. Cannot wait for that card. That should be absolutely electric. I talked about that one a lot uh, back when that fight had originally been scheduled. Dillashaw pulled out because of injury, because of a cut uh, during training, and uh, it has now been rescheduled for this time. It is ready to rock and roll. I can't wait to see Sanhagen. Uh, All of we've seen of him in 2021 is a flying knee to the dome of Frankie Edgar that put the man out. Absolutely sucked that it had to be Frankie Edgar, but uh, Corey Hagen, Corey Sanhagen, I do believe, is about to uh, go on a tear regardless. So that's coming up in two weeks. And then outside of the, well, I'll wait for the outside of the UFC. Let's a couple other. We got UFC 265 yeah. and then UFC 266 coming up. So 265 is that Lewis versus Gan interim uh, heavyweight title. Then you also have Amanda Nunes, the Lioness, fighting Juliana Pena, defending her title. And then a couple other ones on that card that I just quickly glanced through. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a scrap. Songya Dong versus Casey Kenny, baby. That is going to be absolutely electric. Then you have Vicente Luque versus Michael Chiesa, which we talked about a few weeks back right. when it got booked. And then you have Jose Aldo fighting Pedro Munoz. If you haven't been tuned in to Pedro Munoz and what he's been doing in the featherweight division, I suggest you tune in ASAP. Or actually, it might be lightweight. I'm not sure if... I think he's at 55, actually. Uh, yeah, so lightweight division. He's fighting uh, Aldo, and uh, we we all know it. Aldo's kind of becoming that gatekeeper now for right. the 55 division. So we'll see what happens there. And then UFC 266. We have... Volkanovski versus Ortega, which mm-hmm. has been set for a while, the finale of the Ultimate Fighter, but it was announced yesterday that now Valentina the Bullet Shevchenko is going to be defending her title against Lauren Murphy. Well deserved. Murphy called her out in her uh, last post fight presser. Mm-hmm. She has been fighting her absolute tail off. She's made some adjustments in her game. She got rid of the red hair, hasn't brought it back in a while. Ever since she hadn't had the red hair, she's been destroying chicks. So maybe that was the secret sauce. Maybe just don't look so crazy like Chris Lieben in there and you'd be all right. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. My girl Valentina might be uh might be another wipe. That all being said, the bullet is a bad, bad woman. Bad. And uh I wouldn't step in there if no. I had a uh, full suit of armor on. I'm no. good on all that no. shit. She's <laughs> go right ahead. Keep doing your thing, bullet. And then got announced earlier this week, now officially added to the UFC 266 card. 17 years since the original fight for you original fight fans. The rematch is coming back. Robbie Lawler versus Nick Diaz. Take it to the eight-sided circle again. It's official. It's made. I know you know a little bit about uh, Robbie Lawler. Obviously, you know the name Nick Diaz. Yeah, I know a little bit about these guys for sure. Yeah, how you uh, how you feeling about this announcement? I mean, I'm excited, man. It's been... Uh, I, when's the last time we saw Nick Diaz? 
Nick Diaz in the UFC has been well north of a decade. Yeah, I would exactly. say, if not more. Because I, I don't think there's been a time that I might have ever seen him fight in the UFC. Maybe one fight. Right. Maybe one fight. But, I mean, the most, uh, everything I remember of him, goodness gracious, when, um, uh, da, 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 not Bellator, but, well, I guess Bellator, he fought in Bellator for quite a while, but when, like, the WEC was huge. Right. I don't remember if he fought in the WEC, but I remember him just around that time. So, I hey, I'm excited as all get out. I, we get to see Nick Diaz make a return to the cage. I don't know what's uh, what's all going to happen. I mean, we'll obviously see a couple Stockton slaps, but uh, Robbie's a bad dude in and of himself. And I believe the last time we saw Robbie was the uh, Darce choke, well, the Darce choke that put him out uh, against Ben Askren. So I don't know. That's interesting. Can't wait to see what happens there for sure, though. Uh, last we saw him was, uh, it says Anderson Silva in 2015, Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz. Okay. So, right? Yeah. So then I would have seen him fight. And I, then a couple of losses, Carlos Conda and GSP. Yep. I do remember the GSP fight. I do remember the GSP fight. And I believe I remember the Condit fight because Carlos Condit's one of my favorite fighters. Mm-hmm. I talked about him last week. He fought on the, uh, 255 card, right. uh, fought, uh, Max. Oh, man, I should know that. But, yeah, Carlos Condit's been one of my favorite fighters of all time. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I remember that one for sure. So, definitely looking forward to that action. Lawler versus Diaz on UFC 266. And then, wrapping things up for uh, my world of MMA, boxing, UFC, everything in between, we got Paul, Logan Paul, mm. or is it Jake Paul? It's Jake. It's Jake Paul. I don't. I don't follow that shit. Obviously, you know, uh, I'm I'm not in the TikToks or the even though we're fuck Riley, we're YouTubers. We are technically uh, YouTubers. even though we're technically YouTubers. I don't we don't really fall into that YouTube category. Nah, even we're though we're also kind of the same age as well. <laughs> we're making our own way here. Either way, Jake Paul will be fighting the chosen one, one of my favorite fighters of all time, ladies and gentlemen, Tyron Woodley. And I think Jake done fucked up. I think he has done messed up and stuck his foot too far in his mouth this time. Uh, Floyd was a whole different story. Floyd was just going to go in there and point fight and play defense and get a $20 million payday. Uh, Tyron's going in there to take his fucking head off. Tyron wants to propel into a career in boxing now. Uh, I don't think he... Floyd, though. Oh, See, I don't See, remember any of this shit. I don't remember any of this. See, I'm telling you, I don't pay attention to this shit. I I, I, I buy the fight every single time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This uh, is, uh, last one was Paul versus Askren. That was. Oh, that's So right. even that's less right. of an. Uh, so, yeah, you're going to tell me <laughs> Ben Askren. The thing is, is that you can't fight wrestlers and then fight with somebody who actually has hands. Like. Tyron Woodley has always been a brawler, but he's always been known in the UFC to have fucking hands. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as you try to shoot, he's one of the best wrestlers in the game too. So yeah, he's another wrestler. But Ben Askren, Ben Askren, I think has thrown a total of under 100 punches in the Mm -hmm. UFC. It's a totally different ball game, pal. Just because he has a wrestler next to his style, you're about to find out the hands that Tyron Woodley has. Now, I'm not saying that Jake hasn't been training. I've seen some of his training. I see that he takes this very seriously. Mm -hmm. I am not bashing him on that end anymore because he does train very seriously and he takes it very seriously. It's not just a fucking YouTube show to him, which I do respect because that's that's what the martial arts are about. However, 
I think he is in neck deep this time. And mm-hmm. I think once he once we all see Tyron, no shirt out there, rocking and rolling, you guys are going to see a whole different beast than what you've seen in there. This is not Nate Robinson, and this is not Ben, ben Askren. Askren. Let me tell you that right now. Right, and a lot of people are saying, oh, well, did you see his last few fights in the, in the UFC? He fought, he fought some of the baddest dudes on the fucking planet, he man. He fought the baddest dudes yeah, on the exactly. planet. Yeah, exactly. He fought the current baddest dude yeah. in the 170-pound weight class, Kamaru Usman. Yeah, Usman, Burns, Covington, Luke. Four bad, bad dudes, man. Luke has eight inches of reach on him mm-hmm. and is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Like, there's more aspects to the game here. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about what he's done in his last five UFC fights. He didn't get knocked out. He didn't get obliterated. Mm -hmm. They were UDs, unanimous decisions. It's what happens in the fight game. He got outpointed. And, oh, the guys that beat him are actually all in the fucking top five. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you know it? And one of them is the champion. Wow. (laughs) Wow. How about this? So, once again, I'm telling you. I think Mr. Ball is bit off just a little bit more than he is going to be prepared to chew in Tyron Woodley this time around. So hypothetically, I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. I want Woodley to knock his ass out. Hypothetically, if Jake Paul does win this fight, then where are we at here? And it doesn't look like a clown show. Uh, if know, it looks like a clown show, if it's, a, story, if it's some sure. thrown shit like the, like, okay, the Nate Robinson didn't look thrown, but, nah, the, he but was just Nate bad. just had no he idea what bad. he was doing. He, he started training was. three yeah. months before the fight. He was just Ben out. Askren was a fucking clown show. You mm-hmm. clearly saw Ben was expecting that to happen and popped up smiling mm-hmm. because he knew he just made $12 million for getting knocked out. Right. This is a whole different ballgame. Like mm-hmm. I just told you guys, Tyron is trying to make a boxing career out of this he is hoping that this exhibition propels him back into a fighting career because he knows that he's probably not going to have much success left in the ufc that's the name of the game that is the promotion at least the highest level yeah he can sit down if he really wanted to and he's really not trying to dip into the lower be the gatekeeper like you mentioned with somebody else or or take a lower pay cut in bellator or pfl or anything like that like why wouldn't you go for the big money purses where everybody knows your name in boxing Mm mm-hmm Get that money, baby. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. So I think this reignites Tyron Woodley's career. I think too many people are talking shit. I think too many people have joined the Jake Paul hype train now just because he's, oh, oh, oh he's got these knockouts now. He's just so good. I'm not saying, once again, that he hasn't started training very well. I'm just saying that, uh, yeah, that, this, this is going to be a fight. This one's actually going to be a fight. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to fight this one out. So... There you go. There you have it. That's all my uh, news updates and reactions to everything in the world of MMA. Good stuff as always. All right. Well, hey, heck of a segue. I talked about it at the top. Told you guys UFC is the best sport on the planet, but the second best sport on the planet and the number one time of the year, ladies and gentlemen. The NFL is 56 days away. That's right. You better believe it. Reminder. Also reminding you, pal, because you still haven't got on the train. And don't give me that because you've given me for the last three days and you still ain't got on the train with yesterday. you putting the pro <laughs> and procrastination ass. Yesterday. Do not miss the opportunity to get the Sharp Football Analysis book. We are in no way affiliation with him. This is a completely free plug for the last two days that I've been going up and down about this book. But I have finished the first two chapters Technically kind of three, and I am now into two and a half, whatever, into the full team breakdowns. This is worth the $28.99. It, it is worth $500. It is worth $750. It's worth $1,000 for crying out loud. 
and I would be willing to guarantee that's where this bad boy goes after tomorrow. The sale price, the early bird special, ends on Friday, and judging by what I know of Mr. Sharp and from looking from some of his previous packages, mm-hmm. this bad boy is going to get anywhere from 500 to to $1,000. So I suggest you scoop this son of a gun up now because the information, 436 pages of information you didn't know you needed. I started reading stuff that I didn't even, I didn't even realize had been created by Warren Sharp. Everything color-coordinated, raised if it's important onto the screen. I mean, it is the most in-depth. If you are an analysis guy, which I am and my partner is, we could read about it all day long. This is the book for you. This is this is the Da Vinci Code for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going. We're, we're, this this is the book, ladies and gentlemen. I hey, I can't say anymore. Go to SharpFootballAnalysis.com. Get your own set. <laughs> we got no coupon or code or anything. I told you guys, get your own set. Get get your own book. I'm always used to saying Moneyline Dice. I ain't got nothing on there for you on that end. <laughs> no. We are not an affiliate. This is a free plug. It is that fucking valuable. Go get your own set, please. Your own set. Your own fucking book. Dang on it. Uh, please, seriously, become a better better. I uh, it's already it's already adding to my repertoire. I will tell you guys that. So there you go. NFL right around the corner. I cannot wait to be able to bring you guys analysis trends. Uh, going to already, I actually already have, have a couple of uh, backlog blogs going to uh, get finished up and uh, ripped out, put out to you guys here shortly once the website goes live. So we'll have all that action coming. Man, oh man, we both love the NFL and it's, uh, it's coming right here, ladies and gentlemen. So don't you worry right around the corner and we also will be doing an nfl special edition still just a little bit too early and uh, i definitely want to get through the sharp football analysis book before we bring you a full full breakdown so there you go there you have it the nfl for the shield ladies and gentlemen uh college basketball also right around the corner 117 days away a few short months under three months now or four months let's go here we go moving right along the college football season also is right around the corner. First official games are on August 28th, ladies and gentlemen. That's two. That's August 28th. That's a lot quicker than you think. That will be here before you know it. And then things really get hot, heavy, and nasty September 2nd through September the 8th. Mm-hmm. That's when the big boys come mm-hmm. out to play. And it is going to be betting central. And we are going to cover every single minute of it. And hey... You might even find us at a stadium near you. Oh, baby. Maybe a tailgate sprinkled in here and there. The TTL crew might pop into a tailgate at a uh, at a parking lot near your school. Who knows? Who's to say? But maybe keep your eyes peeled, and if you see us, come say, hey, I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. There you go. NCAA football. Uh, a couple last key things we want to, or I wanted to mention here. Uh, last three pit stops, MLB, NBA, and NHL. As for the diamond, the MLB, little uh, little bit of information. Okay. Hopefully you didn't have this prepared as I your sure sidebar. Thank goodness. Los Angeles Angels, or I do believe they were the Los Angeles Angels at that point, or maybe they were the Anaheim Angels at that point. I think they've been California Angels. Or California too. Angels. Who knows what they were? But that team, the Angels pitcher, Nolan Ryan. Ever heard of him? Ever heard of this guy? <laughs> well, guess what? If you hadn't, he threw a no-no, a no-hitter, 48 years ago today. Mm-hmm. 
with 17 strikeouts. Goodness Now, Christ. what's significant about that? Well, not only the no-hitter, but 17 strikeouts is outlandish. That is the most strikeouts in a no-hitter by any pitcher in MLB history. It has been tied one time by our guy Mad Max Scherzer on mm. October 13th of 2015 and has never been close to being touched since. 48 years ago today. What do you think about that? Interesting. I uh, How about a Jacob deGrom beating that record here this year? That would be interesting, man. You think he comes out, gets himself a no-no in the second half of the season? Maybe. He was, uh, you know, obviously not bad by any means, but he was uh, starting to uh, seem... At least one percent human the last couple starts there. Yeah, he definitely was. He wasn't. Uh, I think he just honestly. I just think he needed the rest. So I'm glad he took the All Star game off as a right. fan of him. I honestly just think he's been pitching so hot, damn good that mm-hmm. just a a a good performance is terrible when you're <laughs> right. looking at him. Like right. you are just used to excellent. Like I think, I think every someone time. might have smoked a you know fluke like two run bomb or something like yeah. that off of him. Yeah, and I mean it just when you see that from Degrom, it's like oh he's having a shitty outing. Right. But for everybody else, that would be the outing of their career. Correct. So. <laughs> You know, that's kind of how it works. Uh, Outside of that, nothing else really MLB going on. We got uh, just one game. Talked about it. Moneyline Dice gave you their pick. Boston Red Sox, Moneyline. Full back in session. School Mm -hmm. is in session back tomorrow. Uh, Full MLB slate. 16 games on tap. So it'll be back to a usual TTL pod. Uh, We'll have RMAG's best bets, my best bets. We'll have the special play of the day. Have to look into it, whether it'll be the Chicago parlay or the primetime parlay. We'll have the usual Moneyline dice roll. We'll talk a little nonsense, and then we'll get into some rants and reactions, motivation minutes, and that'll be another episode of the show. So business as usual resumes tomorrow. No, it's been a little bit of a cluster, random, weird all over the place, but hey, it's kind of been fun taking a little bit of break from the usual these been. last few days. So there you go. That's the MLB. As for the NHL goes, ladies and gentlemen, little bit of an update here. Uh, I mentioned it in some of my analysis when I was backing the uh, the Habs there, and I was telling you guys a lot about them, is that in game one, Nikita Kucherov went down and looked to be seriously, seriously hurt, and I didn't think that he was going to be able to come back for the rest of the series. Shows up for the rest of the series, balls out for the rest of the series, and now a few weeks removed from the series, turns out he played the whole fucking finals with a broken rib. I was right. I and he's even, just a badass. Yeah, he's just a badass, man. I can't even say I'm like overly shocked. Like that's just what those guys do, man. Uh, and he was fantastic. That's I don't insane. know. I don't know what's more impressive. You're taking though. shots all yeah. over that yeah. vicinity. I don't know what's more impressive, that or the the uh, the fact that he's still doing it. Uh, you know, still dealing with that while also being the craziest party animal in a championship celebration that yep. we've seen in, yep. since Alex o- Alexander Olivet. Oh, goodness gracious, Ovechkin couple years ago mm-hmm. uh you know i think it comes down man. to he's been a man that man. uh these russian guys just aren't human no, like it not. just comes down to they grow up in the mountains they uh wrestle bears mm-hmm. uh, growing up and they're uh they're just not human beings is what they are they scratch they breed them very very differently in uh in the uh ussr uh and nikita kucherov is living proof played the entire finals with a broken rib oh a little bit of uh other hockey news to uh, touch on here, um, also pertaining to injuries, a little bit of bad news. Not official yet, but Shea Weber of my Montreal Habs Canadiens may miss next season due to multiple lingering injuries. He's got issues with his foot, ankle, knee, 
and thumb. Fucking hand, foot, and mouth disease. I mean, I'm telling you, elbows, knees, and toes, like, uh, how much more can this guy take? Uh, I don't know if he is officially going to be out. It sure seems like it. The NHLPA and the NHL are kind of having meetings over it, too, to see if it's worth his long-term health and success. Uh, So, yeah, who knows what will happen here with Shea Weber, but the Habs line might be taking a serious, serious, serious defensive hit. You're going to be still all over them next year? Fuck yeah. All right. I can't wait to see them bad boys okay. come back again. I think they make a trip back to the finals, okay. and I think they might lift old Lord Stanley this time around. But we'll have to wait about 200 and some odd days until mm-hmm. we have more opportunity mm-hmm. to talk about that because that's all I care to say about the NHL here today. And for the hardwood, NBA finals game four last night between the phoenix suns and the milwaukee bucks bucks get out of the building 109 103 victory we cash a handful of tickets in relation to said mentioned game partner any key takeaways anything uh you think that might be of value here we got game five coming up on saturday i have yet to dive into the lines a little bit did uh on points bet they are opened at four minus four suns right now and minus four and a half for the suns on bet rivers il uh so if you're on any one of those books it is open not sure really where i'm leaning yet however however I told you yesterday in my analysis, and it's very similar for the Suns, that that minus four and a half is a key number for Correct. favorites here in the playoffs. And that being said, I think I got to back the Suns. I think home court advantage is just so, right. so, so important. And I know you've been banging the drum. You banged the drum in game one and two on the Bucks, and how they should have had a chance and this and that and the third. And I... I just think that it's. I think it's home. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah I just think it's I'm home court advantage, man. The one thing that I'm interested to see going forward, uh, we really saw it last night. I mean, we saw it kind of the last couple of games, but Drew Holiday. I mean, everyone's talking about how Chris Paul is struggling. Drew Holiday is excelling on the defensive end against Chris Paul. Yeah. I mean, you, you it's can not say, Chris Paul struggling. You can say yeah. he needs to figure something else out, but Drew Holiday. I mean, you go back to the last couple of playoff series, especially the back half of the playoff series. He is it's a, a Drew Holiday effect, right? And uh, you know, there was interesting. I mean, Devin Booker was fantastic. Obviously, he had foul troubles, so he had to sit out there. Um, I'm interested to see what the stats were of Booker when Holiday was guarding him because. You know, you kind of got. I started to get that feeling where Chris Paul was starting. You know, it was like they got the ice cold status basically, mm-hmm. and Devin Booker got the red hot status. And then just like that, Drew Holiday was guarding Devin Booker, and then I think Booker took a seat after a couple <clears throat> possessions. So I didn't really get yep. a chance to see how much he was on him after that, because then he quickly went right back over to Chris Paul, and Chris Paul struggled all game long. So that's kind of what I'm interested to see if uh, that kind of translates and Chris Paul. Still has some issues dealing with Drew Holiday or not because Drew Holiday wasn't the biggest factor, especially game one on defense. Yeah, do you think he has that ability to take that defense to Phoenix? I think so. And kind of how you, like I was saying, you saw the back half, especially that Atlanta series where he kind of, I don't know if it's preserving himself or what it is, but. You know, he excelled the back. Because I mean, he's on them boys like white on rice. He's so damn good. Dicks to them. And I mean, it's. If he if he had a little bit more touch on offense, he would be so damn good, bona fide all star. Because and I on, mean, he's he he would struggle. He had a couple tap in layups that he struggled with. He just yeah. doesn't have the touch. I don't yeah. know. And, on and even PJ Tucker, like PJ Tucker, stepped up defensively sure. last night too. He did a pretty damn good job against Devin Booker. Even though Booker dropped forty two, I mean, in the in the early parts of the game, he did a pretty damn in the good early job parts of the yeah. game. Sure. And then he kind of let him go. But if he can if he can 
string that together through four four quarters. I mean, he's aggressive. He's physical enough, man. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the only guys that goes after those offensive rebounds. So, well, I, and then another thing, Chris Middleton is honestly the biggest X factor. If he can continue yeah. this moment, I kind of said it last night. Don't let him get hot because we kind of did again in the back half of that series. It was almost a mirror for him where struggle a little bit. Then he got some fire going in Milwaukee. And then you take that into Atlanta, and he was very solid in the back half of that series. So if he comes into Phoenix and he's looking like he did last night, then we might have a different story on our hands. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Devin Booker was so damn good. It didn't matter what defense they were throwing at him. Pat Connaughton was trying his best, and he was playing pretty damn solid defense. But Devin Booker was uh, locked locked the hell in. So Yeah, busted my uh, Middleton top right. score ticket by two points. Oh, really? I, I guess I didn't 40, track that. 40, with 42 to 40. But uh, yeah, I, I think the the key thing as far as the home court advantages is it really excels the role players for each team when they're at home. I mean, Pat Connaughton yep. ended up uh, in the second half having a solid second half. Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis. He came out hot. I thought you were going to hit your ticket because he I came out first easy. possession. He, he nailed going, the three baby. and then didn't have much after that. I know. So. Uh, and yeah, and then going back over to the Suns, Jay Crowder was decent last night. So if he can keep that going, and then obviously Michael Bridges, uh, he's a big factor. Uh, Camp Johnson campaign, who campaign's kind of been fading as far as his minutes a little bit, but uh, Camp Johnson seems like the guy who, if he can have a game in Phoenix, then. I don't know, man. I, I still think Chris Middleton is the number one X factor. Yeah, I think he is too. And if Michael Bridges, you said that, I mean, he he's starting to look more and more confident to, mm-hmm. hey, if I have an open spot on the floor, I'm going to pull up and I'm going to take this shot. I don't right. have to try and look for Chris. I don't have to try and look for Jay. I, I can take this shot too. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. So, or I don't have to look to dish it off to Aiton. I'll, I'll, I'll be all right taking this 10-foot shot. So, I think he is a big X factor for the Suns as well. If he continues to have some of that confidence role, and I especially think it's going to roll for him in Phoenix when they get to talking stick, man, it's it's right. no fucking joke. And that's the other thing I'm interested to see that you mentioned him, Aiden. He, uh, I'm interested to see if you know going back home, he's going to have a lot of success like he had in one and two, sure. or if the Bucks kind of figured out how to you know how to handle him because he didn't have a very good game last night and he was kind of uh you know so so in game three so i'm interested to see if that continues or if it was a home away type deal i think that's probably the biggest key factor uh, here that or the biggest x factor rather that we got to see how milwaukee's defense travels because right. I think Game Five is going to tell us a lot. It's very clear that milwaukee's defense can shut down that offense right. no problem no question but is it able to travel into talking stick? The jury's still out. Right. I don't know. I can't call it. I I'm still I'm still pretty doggone uh, stuck in between the minus four and a half and plus four and a half, just because I think it's a close number the Bucks can cover, but that minus four and a half has been so key for favorites. They seem to be they seem to be okay with Devin Booker doing what he did last night, as long as they neutralize Chris Paul the way that they did, because mm. they, I mean they shut him down. Plain and simple. Drew Holiday was awesome. So right. Game five is going to tell us a lot. If we see another repeat of game one and two, then I think game six is going to be a repeat of game three and four. And then, uh, you know, game seven, we'll see what happens. But uh, I think it's going seven. Yeah. Uh, Also, do you think that uh, Giannis has to tinkle again in game five? (laughs) Yeah. That was weird, man. Back-to-back games where, you know, he comes out, did it really, it wasn't really much of a factor the first few minutes, and then he's out just like that. And it's like, all right, well, is it this, like, weird strategy where they give him a rest early and then he's good to go the rest of the game? But, uh, yeah, post-game, if you didn't see it, I didn't see it till this morning. Someone asked him about it, and he's like, uh, he kind of, like, kind of had a weird smile on his face and, like, didn't know exactly what to say. But he's like, I, I had to tinkle. And then he laughed, and they laughed about it. He's like, is that appropriate? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's Tinkle. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> so, hey, FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, can we get a yes, no on the odds if uh, Giannis is going to have to take a PP before game five oh, yes, here seriously. in Talking Stick? be pretty sweet to be able to bet on that shit. That would be a sweat <laughs> and a half. So, uh, hey, DraftKings, FanDuel, Barstool, whatever you guys got to do, get those odds up. We'll play them. We're degenerate enough to bet on Giannis yeah, taking a piss. Why not? Who cares? Let's get after it. There you go. There you have it. Everything in the NBA. Actually, also, too, congrats to Willie Green. Him and the Pels are finalizing the deal for him to become their next head coach. We'll update you guys on that as soon as the numbers and everything comes out, as we always do, talking lines. Outside of that, that's about the NBA. That's about everything going on in the world of sports and sports gambling. We got you guys updated across the board. No pun intended. Partner, anything else burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 81 of the TTL pod on this beautiful July 15th, 2021. So I kind of teased it earlier and you didn't see this coming, but uh, got some major league eating records that I'm interested in. What your thoughts on uh, what you and I could do on these things Okay. You know, on top of some uh, actual analytical blogs and analysis, uh, you know, type blogs from me coming soon as far as sports i'm also going to throw in uh you know a little bit of a randomness the pulled pork record 10 minutes first of all what would be your guess it is joey chestnut what would be your guess for the record in 10 minutes of pulled pork sandwiches because i can hound some pulled pork oh i know you can Mm. so i'm thinking maybe equivalent to two dogs is one pulled pork sandwich and if he took down... Like 76 or something like that? If he took down 76, we're talking half of that. And it's Joey Chestnut, mm-hmm. so... Um, maybe a little extra. I'd say he's in the high 30s to low 40s. 45 is the record, so you're... Okay, so you're, I got a little... Yeah, pretty I got, solid hey, I got, a li- there. got a little bit of pork pork knowledge. Yeah, I can handicap here. off my pork knowledge. Okay, so now... <laughs> I can't what's your, I just what's your number in... <laughs> yeah, well, that's close. What's your number in 10 minutes? Uh, me in 10 minutes. Pulled pork Sammies. I'm going over nine and a half. I think I, can, half. I think I can clear 10. That's kind of what I was thinking. I feel like optimistically, I feel like I can pound one a minute. I'm still fucking befuddled. I just you almost nailed that. I'll be honest, you almost (laughs) nailed that. That fucking kills me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that's kind of how I felt though. So then going back to my analysis to kick it off, if I'm because that's where I put my number at for 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 doggos. Yeah, that's so maybe (laughs) so maybe I go up for twenty for doggos. And ten, you think you can put down twenty hot dogs in ten minutes? Twenty dogs in ten minutes? Yeah, yeah. I had thirty minutes, and I did two pound and a half foot long dogs, plus a pound and a half of disaster fries, which are chili cheese fries with onions. I don't think you can put down twenty dogs in ten minutes, man. Dogs and buns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I could. I think I could. I think I could. I okay. think I could put down. We 20. might have to figure this stuff out eventually. But uh, damn, I might be miserable as a motherfucker. Mm, but probably. I think I could get it done. Moving on. Uh, I got three records. Hey, here. Oscar Mayer, you want to sponsor us? We'll yeah, do it live seriously. on the show. Let's ride. Or Taco Bell, record for soft shell Taco Bells in ten minutes. Also by the man Joey Chestnut. Whoa, fifty-three is the record. 
53 i was honestly going to go back around to like 60 or 70 yeah i was going to go back those up there. things those things you can put down some i mean taco 12 pack you can put down a taco 12 pack yourself probably I'll do that no question dude we got a so, little uh little spot over by the production studios old salsa street i'll put <laughs> I mean, down about this 20 is joey tacos. chestnut though so you have to imagine that his record is probably like you know 10 plus higher than whoever the next record is let alone whoever's good at the time yeah and uh, dude I, even like on the show it just clips by like hey man 10 minutes can, yeah can uh can and they're laboring right yeah so i don't know what are you thinking here i'm uh set my over under at 10 and a half 10 and a half yeah i'll go a little more optimistic than that i feel like you can like, i'll say a 12 pack i'll say a taco 12 pack in 10 minutes yeah, I just think it'd be too greasy for me to get through 12. Okay. I, I could do it in an hour, maybe not in 10 minutes, though. I mean, you don't have to add all the extra stuff. It's just like a little bit of meat, lettuce, and cheese, basically. Nah, I don't <laughs> but anyways, know. okay, the one that I've always uh, recently have been like really perusing because there's a few different factors of it is ice cream. In 12 minutes, the record is one gallon and nine ounces of vanilla ice cream in 12 minutes. I'm getting through a, a quarter of an ounce, yeah. maybe. The, my biggest thing is the, the brain freeze. Brain freeze, How but also... How do you eat that fast? I feel like... How us, do you eat a pint yeah. in 10 minutes? I feel like us personally... I mean, for these guys... A gallon, I, not a pint. <laughs> for these guys, I feel like you have to hold yourself back because there's like, uh, you know, a certain amount of lactose that you can put in your body with before you, you know before it comes back out or worse yeah, real fast so that's kind of way you know that along with the brain freeze it always like do they actually just shovel it in or do they have to be real strategic about it i don't know So what, one gallon nine ounces well, yeah what? i think one gallon is those big old tubs right yeah like right. the ones you like the cheap ones like the buck 99 right. or whatever you can still get it very good yeah still great gallon. ice cream uh ice, hey ice cream you scream we all scream hey, for exactly. ice cream but uh, uh yeah uh, I, I, I'm a quarter of a gallon, if that, dude. Yes, yeah, same with that. me. I might not even be able to put down a pint. I don't think I could even do a pint. Like in you 12 just give minutes? Like, no, dude. I did, dude. That shit's so cold. Pints. Give me a couple pints in twelve I don't minutes. Think, I, I don't. I don't. I think you're overestimating a pint. I, I think that is a lot of fucking cold ass I'm going ice cream. Two pints in twelve minutes. That one, that would be some good content. Two pints in twelve. No minutes? question. I'm getting massive brain freeze from that and Ooh. just powering through it. Oh, that would be. Oh, that would be so excruciating. I've never up. powered well, through a brain freeze. You ever powered through a brain freeze? You ever just kept, like, kept, kept fucking going? doing it? Yeah, just kept chugging it? You ever I don't powered think through so. It? I don't think so. Hey, if you've ever powered through a brain freeze, drop it in the comments. How'd that go for you? I but I feel know. like I feel like my Does brain it just freeze eventually when I was a go kid away? was always like uh always maybe I'm that's why you just I've been doing it so much months, <laughs> eventually your insides the last couple months <laughs> eventually like two weeks eventually your insides just start to freeze yeah. and everything kind of crystallizes up and then if you continue to do it maybe yeah, you just stop breathing who knows I, <laughs> can we get these televised man or on some whatever streaming platform cuz I would watch the hell Seriously. out of these eating competitions Seriously. man everyone loves the hot dog eating contest and I would watch the hell out of Someone trying to shovel in a gallon of ice cream into their Seriously. body in 12 minutes, man. Absolutely. Goodness. Anyways, that's all I got. Well, thank you for your sidebar today. Uh, some uh, some competitive eating totals, all of them hold by the legend Joey Chestnut. That last one was not Joey Chestnut. The last one was not Joey Chestnut. Cookie First Jarvis. Work. Cookie Jarvis it is. <laughs> if you think that you could beat any of those numbers, or maybe you got a total you'd like to say, hey, drop it in the comments and let us know. We'll comment back and forth with you what we think you could be able to do. Thank you once again, sir. All right, we've been going and bantering on, rambling on for way too doggone long here. Mm -hmm. This was support, supposed to be a shorter episode, and it's actually been a longer episode. So uh, for you guys being so kind and spending all the time with us, let me uh, repay the favor a little bit here with my 
motivation minutes. Uh, I do believe, well, I kind of froze there. Hope everything's all right on that end. Definitely, yeah. Definitely pause good there. But um, this is a short one. This is a quick one. Uh, hits you right square in the chest, straight up. No, uh, right right in the middle. It is uh, it's just a good stuff. It's good stuff. Stuff that was on my... Uh, so it was on my brain this morning, and I just wanted to share it with you guys here today. So my message today for you guys is to stop worrying about tomorrow. And you guys have heard me talk about it before. I'm, I'm a very religious guy. Um, however, if you guys aren't, if you're not, whatever the case might be, I wanted to just share a, a Bible verse that is very, very important in this. And um, whether you are religious or not, uh, this really doesn't switch either way it doesn't really matter so um the the verse comes from the book of matthew um chapter 6 verse 34 and it says stop worrying about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself each day has enough problems of its own and that's from the new international version seriously stop worrying about tomorrow we and and, and i'm guilty of it too it is so easy as a human being to Look into tomorrow, look into the day after that, look into the next week, look into the week ahead, look into the weekend, look into the month ahead. Next thing you know, your brain is on the next year and you are trying to grab thoughts and trying to make sense of everything that is going on in your head. And you're just adding burden after burden after burden of all these things that are going to be taken care of in the future. They can't be taken care of today. And what I want to tell you guys is that adding those burdens, you were not meant for that as a human being. And the key thing that we all run into because we weren't made to pile on all those burdens is anxiety, is worry, is fear. So you want to eliminate all those things? Stop worrying about tomorrow. You're questioning where all your anxiety is coming from. Stop adding burdens to your plate that are unnecessary, that you can do nothing about today. Or you might not even be able to do anything about them tomorrow. So today, short and sweet, not a whole lot I got to tell you guys about it. Stop worrying about tomorrow. Stay in today, in the present, and in the moment. Stop doing things that you were not made for. We were not made to be anxious, to be fearful, to be worryful. Our plans are handled. Our futures are taken care of. The best is yet to come, I promise you. So just sit back and live a little and let those things come to you. And handle what you can today. Handle today's problems that are actually really opportunities to set you up for tomorrow's problems. That then in turn turn into opportunities again. And the less you stop piling them on and worrying about them, the more they turn into opportunities instead of obstacles. So not for me, not for Mags, not, not for anybody but you. Stop worrying about tomorrow. Give yourself a break and just worry about today. Every day's got enough problems of its own. You don't need to add an extra one to your plate. So that does it for my motivation minutes today. Good stuff, my man. Uh, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing I can add to that, and you basically said it, uh, if you're worried about what's going on tomorrow or, let's say, at the end of the week, you're going to neglect everything that you need to do in the meantime, and then it's just going to pile up, and you've got even bigger problems on your plate, 
And the problem that you were already thinking about is even going to be, uh, you know, three times the problem because you've got all these other little problems nipping you in the butt as well. And then you're going to snap out on girlfriend or mm. you're going to snap mm. out on mom or dad or you're going to snap out on boss or you're going to make a mistake in traffic and wreck your $50,000 vehicle. Sure. You're going to add more plate or problems to your plate if you continue to add more problems to your plate. Let them come to you and use them as opportunities. Stop viewing them as obstacles and stop looking at obstacles that are 20 years in the future that you don't even have to deal with today. Worry about today's problems and focus on turning those problems and those obstacles into opportunities. So there you go. There you have it officially my motivation minutes of the day that does it you know how we wrap up every episode of the ttl pod that is officially it ladies and gentlemen episode number 81 on this beautiful july 15th 2021 as always ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide from myself and mags We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Thursday, unless you have other plans. We'll see you in just a few short hours on tomorrow's show. Hopefully, you can get some additional bets in addition to the ones we got you, because it's a very doggone light slate today. We might just have to take a break. Outside of that, we still got to say it anyway. Let's cash some tickets.